Hello and welcome to Talking Dad UK, a podcast where we discuss all things dad. Follow and support the podcast on social media at Talking Dad UK One. All links will be in the show notes and descriptions. Hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Hey Rob, you're back for second instalment of Trading Dad Stories. We are. You've had a busy weekend though. How are your legs? You've just been up hell then. I have, yeah. Uh, my legs are still a bit sore. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a different experience from what I saw on your um, Instagram because you had quite different conditions to when you went up Snowden. Yeah, I just watched a video video or two back um, earlier on and it was a hell of a lot different. I mean, when we went up Snowden, we were blessed with absolutely amazing sunshine, clear skies, everyone was loving it on this one. It was it was clear for the first part, and after about an hour and a half, when we got towards the ridge, then the clouds started coming in, and uh, then it started getting a bit damp and slippy, and we were trying to scramble quickly to get towards the top because I didn't want to get stuck in the rain. And by the time we got to the top, it was like a complete whiteout, and it was just blowing a gale, and it was uh, completely different. And by the time we got down, we were absolutely soaked to the bone. Was that Saturday then, was it? Yeah. Because I was um, down at Portland Bill tombstone in off the cliffs into the, into the high tide. So um, oh right, was it the same kind of weather? No, no. Well, it's a bit cloudy, but yeah. it was it was lovely. It was like, yeah, why not go for a swim? And then Whoa. as we're there and it's high tide and we know it's safe underneath, we'll have a bit of a jump in. Lake District's yeah. got its own climate, hasn't it? It was absolutely. Yeah. It was all day. It just once it started, that was it all day. And we were we were going to camp um, Saturday night. But right. by the time we were all soaked through and by the time we got actually to the campsite and it was still raining, we just thought, is it even worth getting the tent out of the car and trying to set up in the rain? Why don't we just go home? <laughs> so that's what we did. We bailed on the camping. So before yeah. this turns into one of um, my podcasts, yeah. you, sent me, you sent me a message the other day along the lines of, um, you've got three kids <laughs> and my my wife might like another but I'm not sure, like, what's that all about? So I'm guessing at some point this conversation of having more kids has been raised in your house recently then? Well, that's on my list to talk about, whether or not it is an actual discussion that happens between the pair of you or if it's a conversation that happens off in the uh, ether somewhere that one person has and thinks that you've both been a part of it because <laughs> that seems to be what's happened to me <laughs> right so h- how long ago was it right so you've got two you've got um one one six one 18 months 18 months yeah yeah so that's quite a gap there yeah well because we had the two boys i think i think as pregnancy with the second one went along and we found out we were going to have another boy. Then there was always that little bit of chat about, oh, people always say, oh, you're going to try for a girl and all that kind of stuff. I know it's, to me, it's something that I wasn't interested in talking about any, in, in, in any form of seriousness. So I never paid attention to it, but apparently one of them conversations at some point along the line we've had, and potentially we might be having a third and, um, so I just I thought with you having three, I thought we could chat about that and and whether or not that's something that is a conversation that's had and it's it's a plan that you you, you go through and um, um first of all if your wife wants a third kid you 
she doesn't have to involve you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You, you might not have a say in it. If she, you know, it might be that she she wants another kid more than she wants you about. So, no, that's what I'm saying. I've quite openly said. At this stage of my life, I don't want a third. But if you right. do, I hope you're very happy. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's quite difficult. I'm probably the wrong person to talk to about like family planning, if you like, because none of ours were planned in the sense of let's discuss having children, let's discuss having another, let's stop using contraception or whatever. Well, you know, yeah. we we never really tried. Okay. So with Evan, um, who's our eldest, um, so let's, let's go back. Let's set out the timeline. So in January 2006, my wife thought she might be pregnant, and then she wasn't. And we were both absolutely gutted. Not that we'd thought about it. We hadn't really spoken about it. We weren't even married at that, at that point. But the, I think the fact that... She thought she might be and then wasn't. That kind of sealed the deal for me because then I proposed to her in the February. Okay. And it kind of cemented that, yes, this was a thing that was... It was proper. It wasn't just yeah. going out anymore, even though we were living together. Like The fact that we were both disappointed that there wasn't a baby coming kind of cemented everything. So then we got married and then Evan was born in 2007. Um, My daughter who's about two years younger i can tell you exactly when she was conceived because as part of um hazel's maternity leave she had to go back and work a certain amount of time after you know after the baby was born but in that time we had moved from the isle of wight to scotland so she had to go back to the isle of wight to fulfill her contract for to you know for a maternity leave so she was staying yeah. with her mum and we saw each other once in about an eight-week period okay so it literally was a one-shot deal okay <laughs> we used to call a myrtle the fertile turtle <laughs> <laughs> so there's only one opportunity for us to conceive with Lil, and that happened and then we had two and then Again, there wasn't really any chat about having more, but there wasn't any chat about not having more. And then we, and then Isaac was born two years after that. And we've kind of been, we kind of felt we were done, but I don't know how done I was because I never went and got myself fixed. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I never, I was never committed to like, Free is enough. Uh, you know, we've always kind of have entertained the idea about having a fourth. But now Hazel's forty-five. I'm forty-three. We we kind of know we're past that stage. Yeah. Um. But we are starting to look at other options, especially you know the bigger now the kids are a bit bigger. Yeah. Um, so we have to start looking into adoption and stuff like that, which I think is probably for another another chat, another day. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, we didn't really have those discussions. But if you want any information on having three compared to having two, fire I think, away. I think that's more what more of the angle I was coming from because I think where it comes from is 
obviously now we've got two boys we didn't have the girl there's always that possibility that but then there's also the possibility you could have another boy and you you know you could have three teenage lads and it'd be an absolute nightmare well you but, could have twins well that is a scary thing as well that has happened to someone i know and it's scary um so i mean from my, my family i've only got one sibling so i come from a family of two kids whereas my wife has got two so she comes from a family of three so she thinks having three in a family is normal and i think two is normal do you know what i mean so i'm quite happy just where we are and yeah so our roles in this house are reversed so hazel is from two i'm from three and i just like i think three is normal whereas hazel thinks three is a large family yeah <laughs> so yeah so i think it's it's obviously a conversation we'll probably have another day um like say we we did have conversations about it before we had a first but you know, we were we were quite young. We were in a well. I was in my early twenties, and my wife's a couple of years older than me. So we were having that conversation for a while, but it was always like, "Well, let's get the house first, or let's do." This. There was always something. There's always something, isn't there, that you you're planning for, or you think you've got to do first, and it's never the perfect time. Really, once you've gone through it, you realise that. And then um, it was the same situation really for the second, because when it was time for coming up for the second, we we're moving house and we were renovating so it was all house again um managed to convince my wife to get a dog first when we moved into the first house and that delayed things by about a year and then she was talking about it again so i thought i know what we'll do we'll get another dog <laughs> we've got two dogs and then yeah i couldn't hold her off any longer um <laughs> um without wishing to pry too much was there any, anything is there any, there's no major reasons why the big gap between the two other than just like circumstances yeah yeah no it was just um we just had our hands pretty full right. um work wise and then out of the blue really we decided we wanted to move uh mainly for a better school really when mm -hmm. when we were looking at school time coming up for our first so then that put us off like that's another year kind of put off then covid happened then the house renovation so we lost yeah. three years just by that really so yeah there's seven people I, I know a few people who would would like they'd either try for ages and ages and ages and then suddenly they'll have three boom 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 like yeah boom 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 <laughs> or they'd have one and then like circumstances would delay the you know like there might be miscarriages or yeah you know illness in the family or whatever yeah. that would yeah. push things down the line a little bit yeah um, no it was just there's a gap between um my two brothers and i i i can remember when i was a little kid and like mum having bother in between them if you like so right yeah no it was just circumstance i mean it's not it's never been something that's taken us that long in all honesty um sorry also the scary act, the actual act or the um, planning it depends who you ask <laughs> <laughs> sorry getting smutty here <laughs> um i really like the dynamic of having three okay um i especially now they're a little bit older so like the eldest one can go off and do his his nerd stuff do his warhammer um and that sort of thing and then that still leaves the other two to keep each other company yeah Whereas, and and also like the gap between yours is similar to gap to like my eldest and my youngest. So if we didn't have Lil in the middle, if you like, yeah. and if Evan went off being 14, nearly 15, yeah. if he went off to do his stuff, then the 10 year olds 
got no one. So it, yeah. I, I suppose it kind of hurries up that little bit of independence because we can leave the youngest one with the older one a bit now. Not all day, but you know, if we need to nip to the shop or whatever, we don't always have to take a child with us now. Yeah, yeah. I always remember somebody I used to work with before I before we even had our first. Used to she had four kids, um, and she was in that situation where she'd had two girls, um, and then they were going to try for a boy, and they had twins, um, boy and a girl. So, uh, but I always remember her saying that uh, it's okay because when you get to four, all the supermarkets and everything cater for multi packs, and and mm -hmm. and it all caters to like your, your even numbers. So it's okay. Yeah, it's hard work for five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I always remember saying that, but I think I think what it is for me is, and maybe it's because I'm in the middle of it right now, is that I don't want to start the baby stage again for a third time. Do you know what I mean? Right. Because it just it, it take it's your life. It takes over, doesn't it? And I'm not saying that older kids don't take over your life, but it's quite a difficult period. And when they get a bit older, you can do more with them. It's a bit more freedom. You can. I don't. Yeah, but having another one means you get to do all that cool, all the cool stuff again, and it all of it just lasts that little bit longer. I think that's what my wife's thinking about, and I don't know if I'm there about thinking about that yet because I'm I'm in the middle of it and I'm still doing it right now. Maybe when the other one gets a bit older, maybe if the time passes and we think, well, it's not, and then we think, oh no. They're both growing up now. What we're gonna do? So my my wife wants to us to rent as big a house as possible with as many bedrooms as possible. There's like down the bottom of the hill. There's a place come up. It's got like eleven bedrooms. It's about two and a half grand a, a month for rent. And she said, let's just get it and fill it with kids that need a home. Okay. Because like, like she reckons we've got, you know, let's be big headed. We've done a pretty good job with these. You know, we've got all this love that we can give, and we can if we can provide a stable place for someone who hasn't got that, then maybe that's a way of giving back, or maybe that's a way of, well, selfishly having it all over again. Yeah. Without the, without having to do the rough stuff all over again, if you like. Yeah. Yeah. But is that a possibility for you then? It it depends on the house we've got. Like I said before on here, it's a very small bungalow before yeah. we share. We've got nowhere to put another kid at the minute. A um, yeah. couple of things might shake out in the next couple of years. It means we might be able to make steps that way. But um, certainly this, it, the, like, I don't think the next two years anything's going to come off it. But then in two years' time, again, being selfish, two years' time, the... Um, oldest one will have left school i'll be 45 Hayes will be 47 and we're probably looking at do you know what six years they'll all be gone and we not have our lives back but be back to being focused on us yeah. so then it's a question of like how long do we want to delay that so i don't know but then that's see you're younger than me like how old were you when you had your first one 23 Oh, see, yeah, so you were, so I was, uh, doing the maths, I was 28, well, yeah, 28 when I had Evan, so you got five years on me for a start. Yeah. And then, so your youngest is, is a, you would, your youngest would have been born at the same age I had my eldest. Right. 
So you could have another, and you st- and they could still be gone with plenty of time. They could still be gone before you're fifty. Yeah, before I retire and uh... hit fifty and put your feet up. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, but it's we'll see how it all pans out. I suppose it's. Um, I think just when they're that when they're young, it does feel like you. It's constant, but maybe that... it's a it's a big thing as well because you know without wishing to be disparaging but these women they get together and it's like all oh, your kids are so lovely your husband's so lovely when you're gonna have another you should have another always oh, lovely you should definitely have another and yet when we get together we don't sit around and go when you're getting your balls done then yeah yeah you know we joke about it but yeah it was funny actually at the weekend um a few of the lads come in the car um with me and only one of them have got got a kid and um you, we were just talking about you know what what the other halves and the children were up to while we were potentially having a, a, a after the hike we were having a bit of a lads camp and we camping night type of thing um and i think they were all pretty pleased that they were shot of us for the night and they were all had their own plans until we turned back up but um one of the lads just said do you ever think about when uh, do you ever think about if you only had yourself to think about and you you know back before you've had kids and stuff and i was like yeah every day do but, like, obviously i don't but it's only like i don't know if that I, makes me better than you or not but... well maybe maybe it does <laughs> i think it's only like a fleeting thought of mm. like you know you know it's nothing serious it's not something that i'm you know considering just leaving or anything but i think it was just the way he said it and i was just straight in there with a yeah every day so i get this free hazel's giving me a free pass to go off do some hiking and some camping and stuff on on my own when i when i go yeah as soon as i start thinking about doing that i have this massive guilt about but that's time i could be spending with the kids or we could be doing stuff as a family when Mm. but she knows it for like for my for my mental health and whatever that it's actually really good time spent me out in the wilds just alone time not having to worry about it but then yeah. i feel like you know i'm running out of time with him evan's 15 this year he's you know he'll be gone soon yeah well mine are just sort of well the eldest one's getting up to the age now where we can we can do all that kind of stuff so i think in the next week or two uh, a couple of weekends time, i'm going to take him camping um mm. just because i want to get out and i want to go and do it and my wife's not overly thrilled about going camping if in all honesty um, I think it's well, she fr- can find stay at home and find a father for another kid, then, can't she? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, as long as I pay for the house. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, so yeah, I just thought I, I want to go out and take him, but the youngest is too small to come with me yet, and he's still breastfeeding, so I can't do that. But when he's a little bit older, at the weekend, if my wife's got plans or she's she's doing something, she's busy, or even just because I want to take the kids off on my own and do something i could just take them camping and we'll just go for a walk and um have a little yeah. barbecue and things like that and it'll be i could just pick them up and we'll chuck the car and we'll go and, every uh, one of ours spent their first birthday in a tent yeah that's what i used to do as a kid mm. and you know just campsites and things but yeah i think when i get to that stage and i could do thing, i could do it with both of them and it's not so much one needs mom and one needs dad and all the bits in between then um it'd be a bit easier and then but then it's like a scary thought they're thinking oh well, hang on if you throw another baby in the mix then that's i can only do it with two and then i can't <laughs> you know, start again and 
do you worry a bit as well that maybe um that and i kind of felt this a little bit as well when certainly when hazel was pregnant with the youngest the third one it's like i've only just got your back and now you're gone again and it's not jealousy it's a completely different thing but it's like it's nice when your wife isn't pregnant or breastfeeding and you can actually start doing stuff the two of you yeah yeah so we're, we're, we're about that stage now that me and hazel are starting to hang out just the two of us without it being kid centric so isaac might be playing minecraft on his ipad while evan's gone round to his mate to play warhammer and lily's down at youth club and it feels really quiet but we just sit around and giggle at silly shit that we sorry it's silly stuff like we always used to and i yeah. really like that so yeah and it's it's also the other side of it is that you know my wife's breastfeeding and that is like almost like a full-time job in itself being there constantly needed and um so then at times that can get hard work and that you know she can have had enough of that throughout the day especially if i'm working and on her days off but then once we get past that and it doesn't need her so much then it'd be back to us and we could go out for walks together we could go out for a meal we could you know just put the kids to bed at a, a good time knowing that they're not gonna necessarily nine times out of ten they're not gonna wake up and need one of us immediately or want to be drinking milk for half an hour so we can sit downstairs and watch a film or something and we know we've got a little bit of a night together you know that kind of stuff it's not mm -hmm. just because babies are a pain in the ass <laughs> it's, uh... but you also if you have another one you get to see that first yawn yawn again don't you yeah you get to take him for the first haircut again it's a, it's a juggle and a balancing yeah. act, isn't it? Yeah, I know there's there's pros and cons to both sides. Like I say, if I definitely didn't want any more after Isaac, I would have gone and got myself sorted out. And the fact that I didn't meant that I was ne like I I was sure I didn't want any more after Isaac, but I couldn't have been a hundred percent sure because no matter how many times it was mentioned, are you going to make an appointment to the doctors? I've I haven't been sorted. Yeah. So. Suppose there that, must that, be a little part of me that just thinks maybe that's the but, deciding factor is it <laughs> but like i say but i feel like we're now too old to i don't want to be i don't want to be an old dad that so, sounds like hard work yeah. but, well see see my old man was 21 when he had me hmm. so, like, so like i say i'm 43 now dad 64 you know and he's pretty fit and that's not a big age difference between the no, two of us like. no well my mum was quite young, would have been 20, 21, mm. but my dad was 30, so there's an age gap there, um, which, you know, if I was following in my dad's steps, then I would have only just had my first. Or yeah, pretty, so pretty like much, my brother you know? Sam was like 30 when he had his first, but then his wife is younger, so... Right, yeah. So there's all these mm. different factors, isn't there, that play a part, but, you know, then, which... You I'll know, tell you, Mark, you know the comic Mark Maron? Yeah. He does a bit. He's like, um, he's, he'll go to, uh, he'd come out of school and his dad would be there to pick him up and it'd be like, um, oh, is your granddad picking you up? And he's like, no, that's my dad. Whoa, how old's your dad? <laughs> you know, because he had an older dad, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, I don't want to be like that old man at the school deck gates getting mistaken for a granddad, like. No, so. that must be tough. That must be tough. But then, you know, 
leading us slightly towards our second part of a conversation is yeah. three are going to cost more than two and we've only just moved into a, a three bed house so they've each got a room and then they'd have to share or you know what i mean we'd, we'd have to change things again yeah now in terms of like getting stuff we've always been pretty frugal so going from like we had evan um and we had all the um baby grows and stuff um and they were like because people buy them for you so they're either neutral colors or blue once they know you got a boy and then hazel got all the neutral ones kept them all and then when lily was born and was a girl she dyed them all yellow and pink and you know but in so you know or went and she went around the um what's the name charity shop and picked up all the stuff like that so she yeah. you, you can do it and we've always rented uh, rented houses so we've never really had the opportunity to like decorate nurseries and all of that it's just like stick a cot in that room it'll do right so we've never really had the luxury of you know adapting the house every time we have a kid we did have a habit of moving every time we had a kid <laughs> so so like evan was born two weeks later we moved from the isle of Wight to scotland and then lily was born in scotland and three months after that we moved down to northamptonshire and isaac was born in northamptonshire and a year after that we moved back to the isle of Wight. so yeah. when we told everyone we were moving to portland everyone looked at hayes up as if to say you're pregnant <laughs> i was like no but... but yeah the way things are going at the minute just in terms of food like my kids are eating me out of house and home at the minute. Yeah. It, what's it like up there? Because like obviously I'm down safe and you pay maybe, well, you used to always pay a bit of a premium down safe. It's probably slightly better, but I mean, you could definitely, we're definitely seeing it and feeling it all over really. I would say. Um, it's yeah. mad as well. The stuff that's going up, obviously petrol's going up. No, that's not really affecting me at the moment because I'm not running a motor. I probably couldn't afford to run a motor at the moment. But, <laughs> I'm definitely feeling it. But, um, yeah, so the petrol's gone up. Fresh fruit and veg has gone up. Yeah. Definitely. There's little tricks that are being done, if you like. I don't know if it's tricks is the right word, but um, clever business. What, to throw you off the scent that they're not putting it up? Or? No, no, no. What they So, basically, I think because fuel's gone up, so where um, supermarkets, for instance, might have two deliveries a day, they're now only having one. So instead of putting the Tesco, or sorry, whatever, the, the value bog roll yeah. on the wagon, which takes up space, they're going to put the next one up. So now, so round at ours, instead of having value toilet roll, Tesco's own toilet roll, Tesco's finest toilet roll, Andrex, Kleenex, whatever, it's... The value one's gone. Right. Okay. So you can only you, so you've got to have the more expensive one. You got you can't buy the cheapest one anymore. Yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's the same with the pasta. They not the, the value pasta at forty pence a pack isn't on the shelf. Right. But the next one up at seventy five pence is. Right. Yeah. So Tesco's value. I've I've not. I'm sure it's every supermarket, but I, I shop in Tesco, so yeah. I'll throw them under the bus. Yeah. So a packet of pasta that could be forty. It's not great pasta, but it's forty p and it feeds feels filled to kids belly yeah the price of the value pasta is still 40p but they've never got it on the shelf right so they're making you buy the more expensive stuff you don't have a choice yeah. and also back on the toilet paper right so i i was paying like 
it went up really quickly. So the value toilet paper was one pound ninety for nine rolls, and then it went up to two pound and ten p. Now they're only stocking their own brand rather than their value brand, and it's six rolls, but they're extra long rolls. Right. Okay, and it's three pound fifty. But uh, but the rolls on these on these extra long rolls are fifty percent longer. So I'm essentially now buying this nine toilet rolls for three pound fifty instead of two pound ten because I don't have any choice of any other toilet rolls. Right. And I've got three kids, and they get through bog roll. Yeah, we are it's like that. So yeah, right. I think I, we shop at Aldi mainly. So I do my mm. big shops at Aldi or Lidl, um, just because we've got a new Lidl that's been open for a few months. But yeah, Aldi. But we got to the point where. When we first, when we got the first house, however long ago that was, nine years ago, because it was our first house, we did the thing where we had a list and we only shopped on the list and we used to go around with the calculator on a phone and add it all up and make sure it was all right. Then we got into the habit of knowing what we buy and roughly how much it costs. So then we didn't need to do the list and everything else. We'd just go and do it. Then obviously coming into the new house, we know what we need. We know what the kids need. So we still carried on doing that. Now, though, I've found that just by doing that, and I'm not picking the expensive stuff and the Aldi's premium, best, whatever, um, just getting our basic big shop on a monthly, and it's about 20 to £30 pounds more than it was. Right, so what, what do you... Do you have like a, because we're pretty good nowadays, we set ourselves like a food budget each week. So we, and it's not just recently that I've noticed it going up. It used to be like when the kids were smaller, it was about 60 pound a week. And bear in mind, like that's pretty frugal, bearing in mind, you know, what people do pay yeah, on their yeah, weekly definitely, shopping. Yeah, yeah, um, And then... And also, it depends on where where you're living a little bit as well. So on the Isle of Wight, we then noticed it went up to about seventy five pound, because yeah. you, like a packet of cornflakes was like twenty pence more expensive than on the mainland. You pay a bit of the tax for being, yeah, on the island. But when we we kind of settled, we were on about seventy five pound a week, and then we moved down here. We very quickly had to put up to a hundred, and now we're close to like one hundred and twenty five pound a week. Right. And some of that is because I've now got two teenagers in the house and they're bloody gannets. They're eating everything. Yeah. Well, people always used to laugh at us because we used to do a food shop for the month and we used to spend maximum like £80 for the whole month. Yeah. And we would do little bits outside of it, like the local corner shop or or nip past Asda if, if needs be towards the end of the month if we needed something for tea that night. Our main shop to stock the cupboards in the freezer and the fridge for at least a couple of weeks, 10 days, would be around sort of 80 quid. Um, We only had a small baby at that point as well, so obviously it was a bit cheaper. Um, Now, though, we're looking at probably getting up towards 140 quid. Mm. When me and Hazel were first together and we were living in a little caravan on the Isle of Wight, just the two of us would eat for a week for 25 quid. And all right, we're going back nearly 20 years now. Yeah. But 
and that's because we didn't really care because we just have like the value noodles for 12 pence a pack and 40p for a jar of tesco value coffee or and it was horrible but it will do it's only going in a flask mostly anyway so yeah yeah and um, got we had better things to spend our money on than food and we still have to a point so we're one thing we do always um one thing that costs a lot of money and it is it, fresh fruit my kids they don't really have sweets and that hazel's trying to run a low sugar household because of isaac's issues that we've spoken yeah, about yeah um and yeah so hazel tries to run a low sugar house and they have free reign to the fruit fruit bowl sorry i so i just heard my front door go and sorry it's a kid they, they they've all been out all the sorry they've all been out all evening and then i heard the front door go and i thought i hope that is the kids so, <laughs> yeah. yeah so hazel tries to run a low sugar house and we generally keep the fruit bowl stocked and they get free access to the fruit bowl and yeah. that's getting more and more difficult to keep it stocked so hazel will go up to the co-op over the road every night and pick up all the yellow labels right right because we 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 do keep fresh fruit stocked and you know the kids eat a lot more of it probably than i do um and they, they love it but I, I, even tonight well after work today i went in aldi i just did a basket shop because we're going away for two nights me and the wife and and um the in-laws are coming to look after the kids for two nights so i need to leave something in the fridge for the kids <laughs> so i went and did a small basket shop um put some strawberries in blueberries but the kids love them with the breakfast got to pay and the strawberries are already moldy yeah and i was like well, well i'm not let's just leave them yeah. there because it's what a waste of time now most of the time we get at least two days out of them but this one wasn't even two minutes and i was it was throwing them back at the uh i've the noticed that, that like the quality of stuff is going down as well whether it's just because it's sitting in the warehouse longer or where it's just one lorry coming out rather than multiple yeah um, i i'll be honest i think this whole just-in-time supply chain i think the pandemic proved that it doesn't work like when i worked in a supermarket when i was a kid we had we were in small like half the size of the the shop was warehouse out the back right you know and we used to keep loads of stuff in stock but now everything seems to turn up the day before and as soon as there's a bit of a delay in that yeah i mean we could get political but we probably haven't got time not on this episode at all no, think. no. <laughs> i can see where where we're going to end up yeah 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 no no you know it's, it's difficult it's um yeah it's difficult i don't is and i'll tell you what else is difficult is that generally this is the like we've always been broke and this is the first time we've had a bob or two right and for then, a while and then all this is happening and... and now it seems to be that our the i'm always over to spend money on stuff that i don't want to spend money on like a few years ago we used to on on the other way and power was our electric and gas and they'd give you a estimation you put a few details in like the age of your house the type of boy that you got how many kids are in there and they'll and they'll say oh compared to other households you know you're at this level and yeah. we were always on about 30 percent of other houses similar to ours right. because we were shit at turning off lights and not having the heating on yeah all of that sort of thing yeah 
and like I just like my summer my summer heating bill or not heating my summer electric bill if you like it's going to be close to 300 quid yeah like it was like 180 last year and that's where we're going to have to get we're going to be going back to is every little thing has gone up like one thing went up and then everybody sought their opportunity to put it all up so not only are you paying more for your fuel uh, to, to run your car you're paying probably a bit more on your insurance you're paying more in the supermarket you're paying more on your gas and electric you've got your water you've got your council tax that's gone up and then things like amazon prime are putting everything up by a pound a month and i will the, say that's a bit of a things. first world problem to be honest oh yeah obviously but, but... but i know what you mean it all adds up what yeah. annoys me the most is where um and i will get political for a minute it's like um like the rail companies the, the railway workers are on strike at the minute mm. the amount of profits that these rail rail companies have made over the last 10 15 years and yet they can't pass some of that on to their workers like tesco's are putting their prices up at what point and, and i understand there are costs to be borne if oil is is high and petrol is high and the cost of moving stuff around the country is high if you're still making profit surely and your prices are going up surely you can pay your staff a bit more that's what you would hope happens but it doesn't seem to does it no. and this is all proving it and it's the same thing with like I, I i don't mind paying like 20p extra for a bag of apples if i know the girl on the checkout is going to be able to buy a bag of apples yeah yeah but you wouldn't know that you can't, it's not happening is it and that no. it's just every look there's the squeeze of, of everything and everything costs so much and even if you wanted to go out and take the kids out for a meal or something it would cost it costs so much now that Whereas you might be able to, most families might have been able to do that once a month. Now they probably can't. They probably have to do it once every two months, every three months, because they'll have to save up for it just because you've got two or three kids and it costs that much more. Our local chippy, like at the road, Beth Chippy on the island, I have to say, um, their bags of chips have gone up like 30 pence in the last week. I don't mind that so much because it's a little local business they got to make ends meet is when it's a big company that's making loads and loads of profit and they don't pass it on and you know they're going to announce them profits next year and yeah and going some, to turn and around some, and go well and crazy some, some bloke in the suit's going to get a massive bonus and yeah oh, sorry i wasn't gonna get political but it just winds me up it's the disparity of it it's it yeah like during the pandemic, we would have thought that, or during the lockdowns, when we had our essential workers and we were standing on the doorsteps clapping for our nurses, and I'd be selfish, I was going out every day clearing up other people's mess in the local parks, keeping the parks nice for people on furlough, right? And now we're arguing, like, now we can't give the nurses a pay rise. No. And nobody's clapping for them anymore. You know, Nobody cares and, anymore, do they? It's like, and according to the government, like, oh, if we put rate, uh, wages up, it's going to increase inflation. But MPs are right to have a pay rise. Yeah. And these companies are right to make massive profits and pay, pay massive bonuses to their executives. Yeah, it's well, I'm classed as public sector as well, so yeah. it's it's just no. Well, it's us that are going to take the hit as well because it'll all get knocked down. We're we're all going to have to pay for. 
COVID response and everything. I I can see my my work having less people in three years' time than they've got now. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but how we get around? I don't know what the answer is really, to be honest. Because like, if you go back to the war, it was and just after the war when rationing was still going, and this is a long time ago now. But people would turn their gardens into allotments and veggie gardens and but we don't even have that space and there's no. a, the majority of people who are going to be struggling the worst through this aren't allowed if they're lucky enough to have a garden they're not allowed to dig it up and start growing vegetables no that's right isn't it yeah and then you think of all the people who are in little flats across the country that don't even have access to outdoor space yeah all the social housing and flats like you say there's no opportunity for them to do anything is there? i think we're at the end of a or towards the end of a systemic breakdown in everything that keeps society going i don't know what where so it it feels like that at times but no matter how close it gets it always seems to keep the cog keeps turning doesn't it because how we've always done it in the past and how the political um framework is they just keep plowing on and they keep yeah. going and eventually we all fall back in line and we all keep doing it but it feels like again we're almost at the point where things are falling to pieces so there's a reason that i i, I worked for myself for a little while um but there's a reason i work public sector and i'm sure it's the same for you it's about giving back to the community that you're a part of is about provide like for me I, I i'm a park keeper for me i provide a safe space in the community for that people can go and enjoy i it, it's very nice it's, it looks lovely you know all the flowers and that but you can take your kids down there it's you know you you can ride your bike through it you can go and have a picnic it's a bit of respite from the outside world and i do it for the community i live in yes i get paid for that but there's a reason i do my job for the council rather than a private firm and i'm sure with you with your work you get as much from the you're doing something for your community for the local society as as much as your pay packet at the end of the week yeah yeah it, that's starting to get more and more difficult though but yeah and that's because you're start you're having to worry more about how far your pay packet is going yeah whereas like public sector workers are generally lower paid it used to be that it's you know it's a trade-off with better pensions and that sort of thing yeah back in the days when a council job was a job for life um feel free to edit this as much as you like but but now the, the job for life days are gone we're still low paid we're still the first ones to get hit when cuts come through and yet we um we still have the same issues around cost of living as everyone else does yeah and we always seem to be the working class family don't we that oh it's all it, you're never entitled to anything you're never entitled to any help you you know what i mean it's always us that feel it from, we all feel it but it seems to pinch harder um when you're closer to the line to start with yeah one of the things that was announced that i heard on the radio today and now take this how you will but um, McDonald's announced that their cheeseburger on the saver menu will no longer be 99p. Right. It's going to be one pound fifteen. Right. 
they said that on the news on the radio and they said that was the sign of the cost of living was increasing. I know that's just, if we have to use McDonald's as a marker, then McDonald's could, McDonald's can afford to give food away for a year. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But they're putting it up the same as everyone else. Screw Ronald McDonald. Boycott. Well, but this is another thing. See, um, I used to always get it that, um, Oh, the problem is that, uh, people don't know how to cook anymore. Don't know how to cook from scratch anymore. You, you, we, when we were kids, we would buy buy all the ingredients and then we'd make it all up. And you know, and it, it's always cheaper to cook from scratch with fresh ingredients. Well, yeah. one, it's not. Like if if you go down the fruit and veg aisle, like a, a tin of a tin of peas is cheaper than or peas is wrong. A tin of carrots is cheaper than a bag of carrots. Yeah, for instance. But if you're on a low income or no income. And you've got two kids to feed, right? So for a fiver, you can buy all the ingredients for your kids to have a, a lovely homemade spaghetti bolognese with garlic bread. You can get a load of fresh peppers in there, a bit of celery, a bit of carrot, you know, and nutritionally it's balanced and it's, it's great for them, right? You can make that for a fiver or you can buy a frozen pizza and a bag of chips which one is your kid definitely going to eat? So, so for which one can you guarantee your kid isn't going isn't going to go to bed hungry? So you're going to buy the frozen pizza and the chips. I would I would say I would wager. Yeah. So if it's a choice between you know if you've got a fiver and you need to feed your kid, you're going to get you're going to buy a frozen pizza because you'll know they're going to eat that and you know they're going to go to bed having had their dinner. That's it, isn't it? And you could pick up like as a breakfast, you could pick up. A 60p bag of rolled oats hmm. but are your kids gonna have porridge every morning well mine do but they're weird so so mine have just started to just because right. we've started them programming them but right. uh, no but then or will they want the one pound whatever it is for a box of cereal hmm. or the toast or whatever you know it's and i know we're talking about 50 60p difference but to a lot of families that is the decisions they're having to start making now again because this is catching up everywhere and across the board with all your bills and everything else. So I know um, Martin Lewis, money saving expert, has got like checklists out and and uh, tip lists for yeah. How but to how much save money, money is he made stuff. from helping people save money? Like probably a lot. Well, he Probably. sold his website for millions, didn't he? Did he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I he's made so, quite anyways. a bit. But they're they're running them at the moment about you know tips on uh, coming up to the winter and saving money in the house and you know going to bed with a hot water bottle rather than having your heating on and all that kind of stuff. I do worry that that gets a little bit like the climate change argument. Oh, you you can solve climate change by changing your light bulbs over. Yeah. At the end of the day, what's going to help people save money on electric bills is a proper price cap like we had until six months ago and someone made a decision to make their mates loads of money. That's where things have started to change a lot, isn't it, from yeah. that point? I know, obviously, there's there's other factors affecting the price of um, oil, oil and, and gas. And stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, but there's, it, it's not all it's not all because of that. No, and they but they can't be announcing profits the way they are, and then going, "Oh, woe is me! We need to raise the price cap." So apparently, I think they've Martin Lewis has said in 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 the winter, if everybody just refuses to pay, just cancel your direct debit and don't pay, 
I don't know how serious this is going to be and if people are even going to do it. But The problem is too many people won't take the risk. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I went on today. Um, I went on today to increase my payment on my gas and electric. I pay direct debit, uh, dual fuel. And they, keep, they emailed me a couple of times a few months ago to say, we recommend that you increase. And I just didn't. I refused it because I was already in a fixed term and it doesn't end until the end of next August. So I thought, I'll just leave it. And so I went on to try and increase it just because we've just gone through some changes on the mortgage as well. That deal ran out and we've had to get a new deal. And we had, you know, a few quid left over that I thought, right, in preparation for the winter for the gas and electric, what they were trying to get me to put it up to, I haven't put it up to because it just seemed far too much, to be honest, and I can't afford it. Um, and I don't want to afford it either. It just seems daft. But I tried to increase it by, what was it, um, 30 quid. 30 quid a month extra. I tried to increase it online and it wouldn't let me. It was um, increase it to 130 or we're not letting you do it. So I just left it. I just cancelled it. I'm just not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bother. And I'll, I'll have to just catch up when I can, if I can, when it comes to it, because I'm not increasing it up to 130 and putting us on a struggle every month in the lead up to Christmas and things. I'm just not going to do it. So what we've done in the past, so when we were on the other white in the caravan, we were on like a prepay meter and that turned out to be a right swizz. It turned out that the, um, the landlord was also involved with the electric or the people we paid the meter money to. Right. Um, and after about 18 months or so of living there, he basically got found out and had to pay us back all the extra, all, all the overcharge. And we ended up getting nearly 1200 quid back. Yeah. So you can imagine what he was overcharging us by, so, wow. you know, but because that we got into the habit then of, even though we'd obviously used less gas and electric in the summer, we'd overpay it. So it was on the meter. So that, that, that's yeah. how I was, it was underpaid a month in the winter and 50 pound a month in the summer. I'd just pay underpaid a month all year, year through to when it got through to like December, money was stacked up there. Yeah. I didn't have to find it. So we've just kind of carried that on in our monthly budget. I still have like whatever, whatever figure it is, hundred and fifty pound or whatever it is now. I allocate that each month for twelve months of the year. So when it's not that much in the summer, hopefully it will cover some of the, yeah. the winter. Yeah. So, but we when we moved in two years ago, um, we had a brand new heating system. So we would not been used to that before. Our last house, you could leave the heating on all day and it still wouldn't feel warm and the moment you yeah. turned it off it felt cold again so in this house we've got a new system that's quite energy efficient um as good as it could be at the time and it does heat up quite well so last year we just used that because we weren't used to it and it was really nice to have um i'm so glad that when we moved in and part of the renovations that i put a log burner in this house the same yeah. as we had in the last house because this year we're going to use that a hell of a lot more i'm going to have to yeah, but they're trying to screw you on burning wood now, though, as well, aren't they? Yeah, I know, but I'm harder to find than I am to yeah, yeah, yeah. bill by the energy company. Yeah. 
So they're uh, just going to have to. So they will yeah. eventually start cracking down, and they're on about banning them, aren't they? Eventually, we're, but yeah, we're we're thinking we've got this um, quite cool, like smokeless fire pit. It's got a fan on it, so it blows air in through the bottom to keep the heat up to keep get rid of the right. smoke. So we're thinking yeah. that come February, sat out on the veranda with the fire bucket with our puffer jackets going, it might be warmer than sitting inside with the heating off. Probably, yeah. You know, yeah, and then we'll so we'll because it's uh, going up again in October, isn't it? The cap. Yeah. Yeah, we're supposed to be getting some money back, aren't we? But apparently that's... That goes on your fuel account. It's just getting paid off in increments. Yeah. Off that, yeah. Um, I thought at first it was going to be a lump sum paid off, which would have cleared my debt that I'm already on. But yeah, we'll have have to have the fire on all day and then we'll probably have to go bed and send the kids bed with hot water bottles because we won't have the heating on all night. See, I think this is where we're in a fortunate position, if you like, because where we're in the caravan, you'd have the heating on, it would just go straight out the roof. So you either have the heating on constant or you just didn't bother. So we've got blankets and hot water bottles coming out of our ears and like the kids love a hot water bottle. Yeah. You know. Yeah, we'll be doing that a lot more. We've got an electric blanket that we use sometimes in the winter. Yeah, you've got to bed, plug that in there, haven't you? We won't be doing that. No. Not this time. So I tell, I tell you what you could be doing to uh, stay warm. What's that? Making another baby. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Just to bring us round. <laughs> I'd rather be in debt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, dear. So... Yeah, it all sounds a little bit bleak, doesn't it? And, and and to be honest, I've stopped listening to the news as best I can, apart from yeah. when it comes on on the radio when I'm driving or something, because it is just miserable, and it, it's not nice to hear. And, you know, you can't seem to escape from it at the moment, but... I don't know. I think as long as we're trying to do right by our kids, and as long as we're not spending money on fags and drugs and down the pub every night and then the kids are going hungry yeah i think as long as you know i i like i say i'm in the minute we're fingers crossed we're better than we have been in the past um financially i mean we're still renting our place but we've got a decent landlord who actually put our rent down in this summer basically said i'll give i'll shout them out they basically said that everyone's going to be struggling so Rather than you pay us and we pay the letting agent, we, we'll get rid of the letting agent. Right. So they were. They said we were paying the letting agent seventy pound a month. So just knock that off the rent. That's good. So that's brilliant. Like so, you know, I can't ask for any more than that, yeah, can you? No, that helps. So so that helps. Um, obviously, I'm not running a car, but I may need to be running a car soon. Um. So things might change, but like. I'll be honest, I just spent too much money on my daughter's birthday last weekend. But that's when to spoil them. They don't have a lot in between. So. And that's better off money spent that way than than energy companies just taking it off you for the sake of it, which is. And to be honest, she got a a load of birthday money, so I'll have that off her if if I need it. Like, (laughs) yeah. I'll have that. I'll I'll have a tenner for apples and a tenner for heating, (laughs) tenner for cuddles. brilliant well one thing i have been doing um because obviously it's summer and we like a barbecue in the summer anyway mm. um i had a gas bottle that has lasted me two years so i've filled it i filled another one up and i've been using that so we've just been cooking outside on the barbecue because it's already paid for and it's done 
um, rather than use the oven and stuff like that. So maybe I'll do that in the winter. I'll put my umbrella up and I cook outside. We've um, bought, we did buy a new camping stove, a Tranger, which oh, yeah. off, they work off methylated spirits. Oh yeah, or, or oh denatured, yeah, I've seen the denatured video. alcohol. But if you can buy, you can buy a liter of meths for a fiver, yeah, or four quid, and you, we, you, you know, a liter of that does dinner for a week. Like that's good. So that that might be cheaper if things get get tough. I'll end up put. I'll end up putting a pot of stew on my log burner to warm yeah, it be up. Right. We might have to. I've got this app I use on my phone, and it is a paid app. I think I paid like two ninety nine for it, and it's called Account Tracker Pro, and it's really, really good. So you basically you go through it. You put if you get paid on the first of the month, you put put your wages in. If you get your child benefit every four weeks, you can put it in on that four week cycle rather than a monthly cycle. Yeah. If you get your benefits, you can put your benefits in then. And then you can also put in anything you like for your outgoing. So if you know you, and we put literally everything in there. So looking at mine, like, so Tuesday the 19th, uh, child benefit went in. Um, my phone bill for my mobile phone went out on the 22nd. Universal credit went in on the 26th. I put £100 in there for my grocery budget. So I can see that's going out. My rent will go out on the 1st. But I it, what is really good about it is if you, spend like maybe an hour or so just putting everything into it it will yeah. give you a running total right but not just but not just for the month so what you can do is you can have a look and you can think oh i need to buy a new microphone for the podcast it's only 100 quid i can do i can do that but if you put that into your into your app and then scroll forward six months you can see the effect that that 100 pain might have oh okay because like where especially when I was self employed, we would have the bother of, oh yeah, I've got hundred quid, I can spend that. But three months later, oh, I wish I had hundred quid. Yeah, yeah. Or, or or even three weeks later, oh, could have could have done and not spending that. So yeah. it's called a, a Kent Tracker Pro. It's certainly on iOS. I'm pretty sure it's on Android as well. I sent you a link, and you can put it in the show notes. Yeah. But we found it really really helpful. Especially if you are, if you've got multiple income streams, if you like. So if you've got two wages that come in on different days, or maybe you know your wages and then your benefits, or your child benefit, or whatever, and yeah, it's yeah. it's really handy just to keep track of things. So I just wanted to mention that that's a, we found it a really good help. And yeah. the other thing that um, we've done is that we just have a joint account now. We don't have a like my wife doesn't have an account and I have an account. We just have one account. Everything goes in and out of the one, and we always right. know where we are. Rather than having to move money from pots around all the time, that's all. That's that's helped us simplify our finances. Right. So, but obviously, I'm not a financial planner, so take anything we say with a pinch of salt. Yeah, people might be able to teach us a bit. So yeah, if if you've got helpful Any tips hint, yeah can, hints uh, and tips for keeping warm and saving money and yeah get, let us know maybe you could sell this extra kit of yours yeah, i'll sell the two i've got <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening to talking dad uk you can keep updated on all things dad by checking out our website www.talkingdaduk.com also launching the new patreon page where you can join the paid tier talking dads club it's £3 a month, it helps offset some of the costs of podcasting and ensures that we can keep this ongoing resource library 
available for all. All the links will be in the show notes. Thanks for listening.